What's up this week? Uh, not too much. How are you doing, Joe? I'm good. I'm good. I, I, I actually am not. Listen, Mercury retrograde and the super full moon, and it's just it's causing havoc and fuckery in my <laughs> thought processes, mm. um, in my body, and uh, just yeah, that's it though. It's. It's not creating nonsense outside of me, which is good. Honestly, the beginning of Mercury retrograde was really, really hard. Um, right now, being in that like shade part of it, I, I'm I'm good. Yeah. I'm what, what were you struggling with, with? What were you struggling Just with? Just stuff that came up, like past stuff that came oh. up. I had some, yeah, things came come up during meditation, and I was like, yep. why am I here again? Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I'm struggling with that, but it's also processing the processing mm-hmm. emotions and feelings and. Um, you know, words and stuff like that. It just feels really um, mucky. Plus, I've I've had a headache for like four days, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it. So, um, I did finally book a massage and a Reiki session here in Portland. So, and uh, I I found her. It was divine intervention, and now I have yeah. somebody I'm going to go to. So, oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just you should just write it out because for me, I I'll end up with stuff just floating around in my head. And until I don't sit down and write it out, then I can just, that really helps me to release it. Nice. Nice. Because you're a channel. Did you get a cool channel? (sighs) I did, actually. Excellent. Are you going to share it with us? Yes, I'll share it at the end. All right, good. Okay. All right, what do we have coming up? Okay, so all of the classes, all of my classes, I don't know about yours, um, are moving to a digital format um, with special classes that I'm going to, you know, sort of ad hoc and um, a couple are going to remain as live. Those two live classes that I will offer in both format are the workshop for empaths and the workshop for intuitives. Okay. Um, Then I also have one-on-one intuitive development. I still have a slot open for that. And then um, just an FYI, I will have lots of video courses available. It is still in the development, but I'm thinking of individual classes and course packages for download. So mm. stay tuned. That's going on. What about you? Very fun. Yeah, so I have shadow work classes are all set up for next week. Nice. Um, I'm doing shadow work 101 and 102, and then manifesting will be in July, July 7th, I believe. It's all on my website, which we'll link in the show notes. Very cool. And then people will be able to buy those, right, or download those? Yes. Yeah, so they're they're live, but also will be recorded. So whether you're able to attend the live hour or if you just want me to send you the link, no worries. Just as long as you get registered, you'll get both. Lots of opportunities for learning, people. Lots of opportunities. Yes. So, okay. So I know last week we were planning on having a guest. We're postponing that until next week. And we teased you guys. Sorry. You know what? (laughs) Sometimes with Mercury Retrograde, nothing. (laughs) You can't can't plan too much. Blame that bitch. I blame that bitch, Mercury. You've got to stay flexible. But it's okay. Mm -hmm. So um, we have like a long list of possible topics for our podcast but we ask for your input and we ask you like what do you want to hear about what do you want to know because yeah we have this list but sometimes it's really hard for us to pick it really is right (laughs) we're like "Eh, i don't want to talk about that i don't want to talk about that yeah but if you send us your suggestions that we're super open to them so we got the suggestion of talking about the chakras yep so we're like well yeah we'd love to talk about that let's on the list do it See, so, so your ideas could make it to the pod. Yes. So make sure you're part of our Facebook group, The Woke Akashic, and you can, you know, plug in your two senses whenever you want. Right. So that's what we're talking about this week. 
Yes, we're we are talking, talking about, about the chakras. Yep. Spiritual wellness and all that good stuff along with the energy centers. Okay, so first, what is a chakra? Tell us about, tell us what a chakra is, Fior. Okay, so the chakras are essentially the energy centers of our body. So the word chakra comes from the Sanskrit word that means wheel. So they're believed to be swirling disks of energies and they spin out about three to four inches outside of the body. They rotate clockwise in the same direction that the spiral arms of the galaxy revolve. Um, and the chakras link our spine and the central nervous system, and they're considered to be the direct pipeline to the human neural network. Yeah, excellent. I like that one, the human neural network. Yes, and one thing that I wanted to talk about because I know like the whole idea of chakras and chakras work hand in hand with yoga, like the, the practice of yoga teaches about chakras as well. Uh, and so I know a lot of this people have this automatic thing of, I mean, it's Sanskrit, so it's Hindu, it's Hinduism. And so some people consider it to be like, it's it belongs to that one culture. Like the Eastern, Eastern culture, right? right. It, it's an Eastern, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's an Eastern practice. However, I just needed to note that although the popular descriptions of chakras that we're most familiar with do come from yoga, we can find references to the chakras among several different cultures, including the Hopi, the Inca, and the Maya, and many other Aboriginal cultures around the world also believed in the idea of energy centers. I know the Mayan shamans recognized actually 21 points of, of energy on a person. It's nine above the body and then the seven in the body, which are the, the main ones that we're going to focus on. And then that there's five more below the body. They each represent the higher consciousness, you know, ab above the consciousness and the subconscious, respectively, you know, the ones below. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the, the point is is that we are all we're all spiritual beings we're you know cosmic beings you know to break it down we're aliens okay mm -hmm. and so the the hindus were not the only race of people on this earth that were given or that brought with them that knowledge and so right. energy centers um are um the receptors of source energy that are located in our spiritual body and through those receptors universal life force flows that's universal among all um, beings with a human body, which we all are. So chakras yeah. um, are not just Hindu or yeah. based in Hinduism. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're going to go through each one of them. Yep. Right? Yeah. So um, you know me. I am an intuitive development teacher above all. So I'm going to approach this from the aspect of intuitive development. We're going to talk about um, how psychic and channeled communication that flows through these energies and how the chakras play a really important role in intuitive development um, because each of those, each chakra, each energy center is linked to a very specific intuitive ability. So um, we'll get into all of that. But to start out, um, the their intuitive strengths of the chakras i'm going to do zero through seven because mm -hmm. the earth star chakra um we're going to talk about a little bit today and we're going to talk about chakra number eight the soul star chakra okay? okay we'll talk about that later great okay so the earth star chakra and that's located 12 inches below your feet okay that holds your information from past lives mm. it's color is there are lots of different plate lots of different um some people say it's red some sources say it's red some sources say mm -hmm. that it is magenta um, but it's this is the chakra that strengthens your connection with the earth it grounds you to the energy it's the grounding point of our entire chakra system and it supports awakening souls it helps us sort of adjust to that frequency of earth right grounding okay. the um 
interesting thing is that the Earth Star is the keeper of all of our past life incarnations and karmic debt. What that means is that energy center, that vortice, is the one that holds all of that information. That energy center is also the one that guides us to where we are supposed to live on the planet in order to align with our life purpose. Remember mm-hmm. when I said that I knew I was supposed to be in Portland, I didn't know how, and then as soon as I got here, everything started falling into place. That's what is a good example of, of that one. The next one, let's talk about the root chakra. Um, that is uh, related to our emotions regarding um, our feelings, our safety, and our survival. And that's located in like what do you call that? Like the lady part bits or the, well, but your pelvic area. Yeah. Your pelvic area. (laughs) (laughs) There's a word. It's like the tailbone too. It's, it's yeah. Yes. It's like your pelvic region or in the back, like the, um, what is it called? Like it's your... the, it, that bone. It's the coccyx bone. There I you think. go. Yes. Right. Yes. yes. The one that hurts if you fall on your butt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then we've both done it because that's the worst. <laughs> Roller skating in like seventh grade. It was the worst injury I've ever had. Um, I accidentally did it to my mom. <laughs> oh. And she was, and she's like, never forgiven me. <laughs> she, did she? Did she immediately cuss you out? I pulled the chair out from under her. Oh. I was playing around and I pulled the chair out from under her and she, you know, fall, and she like severely hurt it. <gasps> and I was like seven or eight years old. I was mm-hmm. small. And we lived in Nebraska at the time and she actually, we actually ended up driving from, uh, going from Nebraska to California so that she could go to her Sobadora, which was like her, <laughs> like, you know, her healer. Yes. Um, so she could fix her. Did yes. she fix her? Yes. Did she yep. fix her? Yep, shut up. Totally did. Oh, I love that. All right, so the root chakra, it guides our ability to sense sort of external um, physical sensations in our own body, um, you know, and um, it empowers that manifestation and it sort of helps bring forth other other levels of consciousness and ancestral connections. Okay, so one of the things that I want, uh, that I'm going to add with each one, so... Um, in the study of an of in Ayurveda, which is the study of ancient medicine, um, there there is a belief that each chakra can also be associated with certain diseases. Yeah. So whether that's um, caused by like a blockage to the chakra, sometimes like certain ones, um, I think it's usually the solar plexus. I know if it's like if you lack expression yeah. or you're not able to speak your truth, that can cause a blockage in your chakras. Yes. Anyway, with the root chakra, it is associated with the, the following addictions, addictive behavior, anorexia, backaches, blood diseases, bones, eczema, uh, knee problems, leg cramps, menstrual problems, mm-hmm. money addiction, migraines, um, wow. rectal cancer, prostate cancer yeah um so this the the things i'm mentioning also weight problems and swollen swollen ankles or weak legs the the reason why i i learned this is because of doing reiki like with reiki sometimes when you're when you're doing the you know you're you're scanning the person Mm. and you can feel like uh, a chakra is like lit up or you can feel like there's just something there uh, yeah. a lot of times it's because you're picking up on some of these diseases that yep. are associated with that specific chakra people feel it differently i feel it as i feel a blockage as cold um, yep, some people okay. feel heat some sense. people feel tingling mm-hmm. um okay so all of these things all of these things that they could potentially um impact um you know she's going to list a bunch of them guys consult your doctor this is the disclaimer this is not (laughs) medical um, advice or diagnosis consult your doctor if you feel any of these absolutely okay the sacral chakra that's the next chakra and that is located around the belly button area Um, and that is related to our emotions of creativity sensuality intimacy and vulnerability relationships Um, it's our um my sh- my sacral chakra is my power center, um, and we'll mm. talk about that in, as opposed to the solar plexus chakra. But the intuitive and medical inf- or, I'm saying, metaphysical influences, um, that's where we get our, our empathy, the ability to feel others' feelings and transmute them, the feelings of self-worth um, mm. in regard to receiving and giving to others and manifesting our experiences. 
So with the sacral chakra, some of the things that can manifest due to a blockage in the sacral chakra are addiction to junk food, alcohol, um, alcoholism, um, back aches, bladder problems, uh, cysts, fibroids, miscarriages, um, impotency, kidney problems, menstrual problems, PMS syndromes, prostate diseases, stomach problems, testicular disease, and uh, uh, womb problems. Well, how do they? How do they know? Here's my question: Like, wh- how do they manage? How do, because that's if if you just said like two things, I'd be like, all right, wow. But you're saying like a ton of things, so I'm like, I don't. I I, I want the science. I, it's a list. I think it's a list you've... Okay. So, well, here's the thing is... Okay, if you think about it, think of where all these... All of these things I just mentioned, like the idea of like addiction to junk food or alcohol, that's because that stuff's sitting in your stomach, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, along with this like fertility things, the bowel things, PMS, that's... Those are organs all located in that area, right? So... If you have a problem with those organs in that area, then that's also clearly affecting the energy in that area, right? Maybe it's like overactive because more energy needs to be there in order to attack or solve the problem that's going on in that region. There you go. There you go. All right. The next chakra we want to talk about is the solar plexus chakra, and that is located halfway between the belly button and um, maybe like the bottom of your rib cage. Um, And that's related to our emotions of intuition, empowerment and manifestation. That is the chakra of empaths that is where we really feel it yes we feel it in the sacral but empathy um and clairsentience that's where um all of that really comes into the body that's why you can feel other people's anxiety that's why you can feel you pick up on their emotions but most specifically really empaths feel anxiety at strong levels because that's where it's generated and that's where you're picking it up okay um, it influences intuitively and metaphysically um, our empathy, our clairsentience, the awareness of others' motivations and thoughts. So a lot of times when we um, sense people that are lying, we sense that there. It impacts confidence and courage. It's the root of our personal power, or it's it's both the sacral and the solar work together for personal power. And it absorbs, it's an energy storehouse. So what happens is it absorbs what it comes into contact with, both, both positive positive and negative um, and so that's why um, a lot of empaths carry extra weight around the middle all right now that's not a proven medical don't quote me but um, typically um, a lot of energetic weight is carried around the middle to sort of um, keep the um, the solar plexus from you know being attacked <laughs> so, sometimes it does feel like an attack I'm gonna tell mm. you <laughs> Okay, with the solar plexus chakra, there's a lot of these, but I'm just going to sum it up in saying most of these are stomach problems, which, in my opinion, well, no, it's not just my opinion. Even in Ayurveda, this is this is proven that it's because of the gut. It's lack of gut health, basically, yeah. affects your solar plexus chakra because it's talking about um, digestive problems, ulcers, all that. That's all gastritis. As far as emotions, though, fear, fear get, yeah. can get... Uh, like stuck there I guess Um, the whole point of this list though is like when you're if you're going to see a Reiki practitioner and you're having the scan done and they pick up on these things for the Reiki practitioner it's to show you this list and be like hey like do any of these resonate with you Mm -hmm. maybe you should get these checked out by a doctor it's not to tell you like oh you have a liver problem let me Mm -hmm. you know let me give you something for it no it's to like maybe bring awareness to like hey you got something going on in this area mm-hmm. you should maybe get this checked out it definitely brings awareness to the mind body connection because you know the physical body is just a reflection of the emotional body which is a reflection of the spiritual body so it's all connected mm-hmm. all is one we are all one yes all right so the next chakra is the heart chakra um and that is one of the most important chakras for awakening your intuitive abilities and it's related it's it's related to our ability to give and receive love and compassion um, for others but very importantly to ourselves Mm. um 
it influences our healing abilities, our empathy, our clairsentience, our nurturing, um, the ability to connect to other people, which also influences our ability to connect to spirit. Um, The heart chakra is cool in that it connects the physical chakras, the root, sacral, and solar plexus, with the spiritual chakras, throat, third eye, and crown. So if this, if your heart chakra is blocked, like, the flow stops and so it's hard to connect people are like i feel blocked and it's like well mm-hmm. and then you know make a, um, an appointment with your reiki practitioner and have them focus on your heart chakra to get that stuff flowing yeah. again um but the heart chakra also regulates the balance between the physical and the spiritual right that mm-hmm. again that mind body connection so it's it's a it's an important chakra to make sure that it's healthy yeah, definitely. Especially you think of where it's located. Yes. So with, when we're talking about where the disease is associated with, with this, it's a, it's a lot of heart stuff. It's heart disease, high blood pressure, um, also the lungs. So yeah. like respiratory problems, asthma, allergies, That that's all there. It's all bronchitis, cough, fever. Mm-hmm. Um, but also sleep disorders, too, are also can be associated, associated with the heart chakra. Yeah, so it's important to have fully functioning energy centers yes okay so the throat chakra i think out of all of um my work with my clients this is the one that is the most typically blocked that spirit points out spirit will say their throat chakra is blocked um (laughs) so the throat chakras are related to our communication um with all of the dimensions and realms with people with spirit just self-expression all of it um it is intuitively and metaphysically, it influences our clear audience and our telepathy, right? Any communication without words. Um, our channeling and our mediumship. Um, when we channel spiritual communication, um, you know, this energy center houses more psychic senses than any other you'd think it'd be the third eye but this is the one um contacting spirit guides guardians angels and loved ones communication with the higher self it governs all of that so it's Mm. really important that you have a healthy throat chakra and we'll get into what you know what you can do to make those to unblock them or whatever yeah because that's like i always get this one i always get that i have like something going on there Uh, yes what do you uh, yeah, with this one, it's um, yeah. I, I think a lot of it time comes from like not being able, feeling like you're not able to speak your truth. Yep. Um, yeah, it's that like lack of communication or not being able to set strong boundaries for yourself. Yes. Yep. Not being able to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you do Reiki on other people, um, do does does your throat chakra feel like? Um, does your throat ever feel like you have like a, a loogie in there or something? I do feel I will feel it sometimes in my own body when I'm yeah yep. when I'm scanning. That's yeah, how I, I feel it someone. in others. Is I feel like I have a loogie. Yeah, I or I feel I feel it just most of it comes up in my hands. I just feel like as as I'm going over that area, if there's pain there, it's like hot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so with the throat chakra again, think of where it's located on your throat. So that's associated with like bronchitis, sore throats. Um. But also mental confusion, mouth ulcers, upper digestive tract problems too. That's interesting. That's well, it makes sense. But yeah, that's for what the mental confusion. That's interesting. That would that would seem like it would be like the third eye or the crown. Right. I yeah. I would think so too. Yeah. Interesting. But if you can't, if you're mentally confused, then you probably can't communicate as well. Right. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not laughing at mentally confused people, but that is a funny way to put it. I love it. All right, a third eye chakra, um, that is located, or I'm sorry, that is related to our abilities of clairvoyance and insight, and most importantly, the ability to trust our own intuition and to seek those answers within, right? Close your eyes, go within. Mm-hmm. Um, it mm-hmm. intuitively and metaphysically influences our clairvoyance, right? Our psychic vision, our imagery via the mind's eye, um, and then our dreams. Our dreams, any external seeing. Um, what I mean by that is some people see auras, some people see sparks of light. I, that's, I call them sparkies. That's what I see. Mm-hmm. Our external and our internal clairvoyance. 
also um, when we see numbers and colors and, and feathers and um, all of those things. So the third eye, um, it's really important in when developing um, intuitively that you want that third eye to be open, wide open. Hmm. So with the third eye, or also, they, some people also call it the brow chakra. Too, yeah, it is or, like or the anja, anja or anya or something like that. Uh, that's like the Sanskrit so word. with that one because of where obviously again we're thinking about where it's located um, so that one is related to like sinus problems oh, allergies yeah. um, also migraines tension headaches also high blood pressure and I'm going to say what there's one thing that's on every one of the list and it's vomiting and I'm like can you, I, 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 can I, you I, pick it's weird I mean <laughs> if I see something then I vomit. The only thing that makes me vomit on sight is after birth. I saw a picture of it once and I gagged for like an hour. I'm like, what is my problem? Put it away. The only thing that makes me vomit is the thought of vomiting. <laughs> or a smell. I smell something really nasty. Well, I'm already gagging. Then forget it. I'm done. Tangent. Tangent. <laughs> on today's episode of What Makes Us Vomit... <laughs> <laughs> are we ready to move on to the crown <laughs> yes let's go <laughs> and if it makes you vomit then all right so the crown chakra um that is um related to spiritual connection co-creation channeling that's um located at the top of your head um the intuitive and medical influence the intuitive and metaphysical influences are that's where we have our our spiritual truths but that's also where we have our you know abilities our prophetic abilities our telepathic um it's a gateway to the higher chakras and Mm. it's the connection to the higher self and the universe those higher chakras i will briefly touch on them but we won't get into them they are badass they're my favorite i love talking about the higher chakras they are cool they're also influenced by um they also influence enlightenment and ascension and it is through the crown chakra that all of our intuitive information enters into our physical body with the crown chakra and i think this is interesting because it talks about alzheimer's amnesia epilepsy depression um neurosis parkinson's disease psychosis dementia all of those I just want to mention something that I heard about dementia and Alzheimer's that like it's like the spiritual explanation of it. It's that people who are suffering from Alzheimer's, it's because they are they are um, their consciousness is moving out of dimensions. Oh, that's fascinating. And that's why at some any given moment they can forget where they're at because they're like flash they're they're they've lost control of staying like their consciousness has lost control of staying in this dimension and they're just like leaving Mm -hmm. um yeah that's really interesting no that's really interesting i mean you know if i was experiencing something like that i'd be like well you know f this i'm out yeah yeah like just pick let's just pick one pick yeah pick pick a lane (laughs) pick a dimension please (laughs) all right so the um the higher chakras those are really cool um like i said i'll just touch on them briefly that's eight through twelve but basically Mm -hmm. those chakras are activated as you develop a deeper connection to yourself and your life path you know in order to help you advance on your spiritual journey now when you start working with those um it will strengthen your connection to your spirit guides your angels guardians loved ones and definitely it'll um, sort of solidify that connection to your soul blueprint your path or your purpose Um, it's also those higher chakras are what help you develop that higher level of accuracy when you engage in mediumship and channeling so um, there's one that I will talk about it is the soul star chakra this chakra activates our spiritual skills and it's called the seat of the soul it's located 12 inches above the crown chakra and it allows for those higher energies like i said to move down into the body and through those other chakras Mm -hmm. your soul star is primarily what um, sort of activates when you find your soul's purpose Um, when it's balanced we have a really clear sense of purpose and why we have chosen this incarnation so it's an important one i do have a class Um, it's a class called 13 chakras 
where I go through mm-hmm. all of them and I actually do a soul star activation um, in that class and an earth star activation. Um, they're both Very meditations cool. so that people can get those that energy flowing because it, it is really critical for intuitive development. Very cool. Okay, the only other thing that I wanted to add, because um, I know I mentioned that the Mayans also believed in the chakra system or the idea of energy centers. However, with them, they grouped the their 21 chakra points into three primary points for the purpose of healing. Um, so I'm just going to go over the three and talk about the stones that they used in order to crystals? put them back. Uh-huh. Cool. Yep, the crystals that they used Love to get into alignment. crystals. So the first area is wisdom, um, and that energy point associated with the mind, and so that's linked to that brow or third eye chakra. And so Mayan shamans use jade, which is known for its ability to help humans access the spiritual world and get insights and answers to clear and align this energy point. With the second point, it it is the energy point for spirituality. This one's associated with the heart chakra, and with that, they use the red amber, because with red amber, it's believed to guide one into meditation and it radiates light energy and connects to the conscious self, the conscious self to a higher power. And the third uh, energy point is health, the health point. So this one is associated with the body and it's linked to the sacral chakra. And with this one, they use obsidian, which is a stone known for its ability to ground and to heal. Very cool. It's interesting to note that jade is a crystal that absorbs amber is a crystal that absorbs and amplifies and obsidian is a crystal that amplifies so um, it's as if they're all working together beautifully and that makes it easier too because i know uh, people sell you can buy them the chakra stone sets and it's like seven sets but this is kind of cool because you can just buy like bigger crystals of just these three and just use those and they all work together you know i like Um, that and amber's not technically a crystal that's what's so cool it's petrified i can never say that word (laughs) tree sap um and but it's but it's used like by like a crystal because of its healing properties so it's 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 a super cool quote-unquote crystal isn't it technically crystallized tree sap? I mean, um, yeah. It, I, so you know, <laughs> tell me it's not a tell me it's not it's not a crystal. One more time. <laughs> yeah. All right. So when we talk about how to get the chakras into alignment, or what can we do to help them be healthy? I guess. Well. Okay, so different things block, and so first let's identify really quickly what's blocked. Okay. So. Okay your crown chakra that's blocked by attachment when you have to have a thing this way and no other way you're going to be blocked so you're not going to be able to connect to spirit or any of that this is how i want it and this is how i want it well all right Mm -hmm. the third eye which deals with insight is blocked by illusion basically you're not seeing um what you you only see what you want to see or you create right what you want to see that throat chakra definitely blocked by lies and it's not like you know you telling lies but if you're not living your truth um Mm -hmm. that's definitely what's going to be blocked speaking your truth living your truth being authentic the heart chakra is blocked by grief you know anger pain but mostly it's the opposite of grief is love you know so Mm -hmm. your solar plexus that's blocked by shame 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 um a lot of people that deal with um you know um, any sort of abuse um or or just any sort of trauma um shame is a big one yeah it can also be uh i mean i feel like it's it's common with with women right and we grow up with certain expectations of what we're supposed to do or we're over sexualized or all that so i think that that is very much connected to that as well very much and you know you know i talked about how um empaths have um you know larger um they have more weight around the middle um Mm -hmm. it's also i've read in numerous you know resource or sources that um it's also uh, women that have been um you know sexually abused or or traumatized in some way Mm -hmm. um that 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 helps sort of desexualize them or hide their you know their privates from Mm -hmm. you know any potential 
it's like a yeah the like body um, self-protection yeah right yeah it's a, it's a shield that yeah. you're pu- putting up mm-hmm. yes yeah um, now, the sacral chakra, which is all about, you know, it, which that deals with pleasure, but also empowerment, that's unblocked by guilt. Um, mm. You know, so that's interesting. I, I feel very little guilt. <laughs> guilt is, is useless to me. Like, I'm not going to feel yeah. guilty. I'll feel bad, but I'm not going to feel guilty. Yeah. <clears throat> and then red, I'm sorry, the, the root chakra, which is red, um, that is, of course, deals with survival, and that's blocked by fear. You know, so we talked about grief, um, but also fear. So um, fear of anything and everything. <laughs> yeah, so that's what blocks them. All right. So do you want to talk about the uh, crystals for each chakra? Oh, yeah. Do you have that information? I do. Yes. Yeah. So just it's just a general thing. So the I think what I've come to find is that generally because each chakra has a color association Mm -hmm. and I've heard of some people that don't agree with that, by the way. Uh, Uh, Interesting. Have you heard of that? Yeah. (laughs) But um. I mean, I think that it makes it easy to recognize and and to uh, mm-hmm. to work with certain stones because essentially what you're doing is you're linking the color of the specific chakra um, with the with the crystal or stone that is going to work with it. So, for example, the root chakra um, with that one is red. So the colors that you can use with it can be red or black because you need grounding. Yeah. Um, and so the black pr- provides that. Um, the focus of this being for stability, for grounding, for physical energy, uh, for security. So stones like hematite, uh, obsidian, uh, black obsidian, uh, black tourmaline, mm-hmm. uh, red zincite, garnet, smoky quartz. Those are all great stones for the root chakra. Nice. With the uh, sacral chakra, um, so that one um, is associated with the orange. So with this, you can use either orange or blue-green color stones. The focus of this being for creativity, for healing, sexuality, uh, reproduction, um, for emotions and intuition. Uh, So orange calcite, uh, carnelian, uh, turquoise, fluorite, copper, and imperial topaz. Very cool. You know, and too, when working with these stones within each of these chakras, there's some self-care things that you can do too. So you talked about um, root chakra. Well, mm-hmm. when you're holding all of those stones that you just mentioned, um, you can also work with them by getting your basic needs met, basically meaning drinking enough water, moving your body, right? Root mm-hmm. chakra. Yep. For sacral, if you're going to work with those crystals, um, you can do that in a way to find out what brings you authentic joy and experience it every day. So it's it's a little bit different than just massage and all that. So Yes. Yeah. Uh, with the solar plexus, that one is yellow. Um, so with this, your energy focus being on intellect, ambition, your personal power um, and protection. So citrine, amber, yellow jasper, golden calcite, yellow appetite or gold tiger eye like all of those um self-care for that solar plexus and all of those gorgeous stones would be just to be kind to yourself if you're living in a in a place of loving yourself you're going to want to make yourself a priority and take care of yourself Mm, yep uh and then your heart chakra that one we associated with either green or pink yeah um, and the energy focus with this is love and compassion, universal consciousness and emotional balance. So with these are stones are rose quartz, uh, lipidolite, rosazite, uh, pink tourmaline, tourmaline or watermelon tourmaline. Yeah. Green adventurine, uh, malachite mm-hmm. and jade. Cool. Cool. With heart chakra, you're going to want to practice self-care. Um, on loving yourself and treating yourself with compassion, putting yourself first. Um, that's really important with the heart chakra. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now with the throat chakra, the color with that is blue and the energy focus here being on communication mm-hmm. um, and expression and divine guidance. So with this, you want to use crystals like sodalite, blue calcite, Blue kyanite, that's my favorite. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Chrysocola, Celestite, uh, Blue Chalcedony, Angelite. 
Did I say that right? <laughs> I, 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 yes. Yeah, there's there's like a couple ways you could say it. Um, it took me a minute. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but yes, you said it right. Uh, blue turquoise, amazonite, and aquamarine. I love all of those. I like all the blue ones. I know. Those are my favorites. The absolute favorites. So, And that was throat chakra? Yes. Yeah. So the, with this one, um, self-care, working with these crystals and then and then performing self-care, you're going to want to express your needs to yourself and others so that you can feel supported and take care of yourself. So self-expression, expressing your needs, speaking your truth, saying no when you don't want to or when you want to say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the third eye chakra uh, this is associated with the color indigo or dark, dark blue. Um, the energy focus here being on spiritual awareness, your psychic power, intuition. Um, so with this, you want to use stones like blue apatite, lapis lazuli, azurite, and tanzanite. Uh, I have lapis on and tanzanite is one of my favorite stones. Tanzanite is one of those alien stones that when you pick it up, it does stuff to you. Ooh, I know, I right? Some of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mixed with Moldavite, do it. It's really cool. Oh. Um, okay, so um, self-care for the third eye chakra, um, using all those beautiful crystals. Um, you're that's you're going to want to do the internal work, the shadow work. You're going to want to work with Fiora and take her shadow work classes. Um, <laughs> you're going to want to challenge your own ideas and reflecting on old patterns and behaviors. Um, self-reflection that you know takes care of us at a much deeper level which is what I've been experiencing in this damn mercury and I have my lapis ring on so I might take this off <laughs> like, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna do self-reflection today <laughs> <I'm> done <laughs> all right and then uh, finally it's the crown chakra so with this one the color associated with this is golden white or sometimes violet I, I personally think of it as white. Um, do you? But yeah, I, yeah, I go back and you? forth. Back and yeah. forth between purple and white. It doesn't really matter. It's kind of like the heart, pink and green. I don't care as long as it's mm-hmm. a stone. Uh, with this, the energy focus is on enlightenment, on cosmic consciousness, on energy. Um, so with this, you want to use stones like amethyst, apophyllite, uh, herkimer diamond. It's my favorite. Quartz crystals, white calcite, white topaz, white danburite white howlite i like howlite because i'm a kitchen designer and it looks like marble yeah yeah so Uh that's that's one of my favorites Uh and then selenite is the last one selenite's selenite's great just all around it really is it really is i asked um uh, one of the members of our group if because you know he sells crystals and he has crystals i'm like i'm like i want a giant selenite tower and i'm like do you have one and he's like no but it's on order so i'm super excited to get that um and and herkimer is um, I was called to work with Herkimer um, when I learned Holy Fire Reiki. And mm-hmm. um, I have a, have had a Herkimer that I hold in my hand during all of my Akashic readings. And that sucker, there's such a huge difference. When I put it down, um, then when I pick it back up, it's like instant connection. It's really cool. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah I want a diamond, um, a Herkimer diamond ring. Oh, I know. Well, I, I might know somebody who could make that. I might want to contact my husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I should. Uh, all, right. all right. So uh, let's talk about um, how you can clear your chakras with sound. Um, okay. So sound is absolutely amazing. And if you've never done like a sound bath, I recommend it, people. When I had the studio in Lansing, um, I had a giant, you know, 900 square foot um, studio space, and we would have people, um, practitioners that played crystal bowls and, you know, um, all the other bowls and come in and do sound baths. And it really is a cool experience, Um, especially if you take any plant medicines you've known that you you know that when you let when the music comes over you it just takes you over it really is a cool experience so sounds and frequencies awaken a very specific emotional state and sort of wisdom within us and so um when you use musical notes those seven chakras or your chakras all of them it it Mm -hmm. can be cleared when i learned tuning forks it was, I wasn't working on the body. I was working in the field around 
the the human so it sound impacts the 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 seven energy centers all right so if you want to balance those the easy way to do it is just to go on YouTube and there's a I'm sure there's something on there yes. about you know tones. You just Google, yeah, you just search for um uh, like a throat chakra meditate like sound meditation or whatever yes. and yeah, it'll it'll give you the appropriate hertz that are yep. associated with that certain mm-hmm. chakra and how to get it into. Yeah, like pretty- the megahertz and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um so you can do it per chakra or you can do one that will you know start at the top and then move down and so it's you know usually a 20 or 30 minute um so the um so i mean i'm not going to go through all of these you know and say well you got to use 128 hertz yeah. for this and you know 324 for that but that is a really cool way to balance your chakras sort of clean them out um sound mm-hmm. a sound bath or a sound um I guess session it's like Meditation. nothing yes I mean it was it was the weirdest thing because I woke up and I said what the f was that because I wasn't dreaming but I wasn't conscious what was that it was the craziest thing yeah so sound clearing that's good or sound chakra using the tones to clean or activate your mm-hmm. sorry using the tones to balance your chakras got it i just bought a hand pan have you seen those the oh. they're like the the drums no what is that a hand pan um yeah i'll i'll send you i'll i'll post it what it is um but it's uh it's like a little drum it's it's a drum and you use it with these little like mallet pieces it, um like it's, a, it's like not the song. one that you flip and flip and flip yeah oh yeah oh. it's right. you tap it with a mallet it makes the most beautiful sound kind of like a like it's really soft like a kind of like a kalimba yeah oh um, it's but it's really pretty i had um sat in ceremony with someone that had one and i was like i want one and of now you're gonna have it, get and one. now i yes i just because the girl that i buy crystals from um on instagram she had one on her one of her live sales and i was like <sighs> I guess it's meant to be. <laughs> okay, so then you'll play it for us because um, yes. I want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's such a beautiful, it's such a pretty sound. Okay. All right, I think we're ready for closing vibe. I think is that all we got for chakras today? That's pretty much it. I mean, the, here's the thing about the chakras. There's so much out there on the web and there's so much detail um, in them. There's no way. I mean, we, we could do a, a one show on each chakra. Um, mm. So, yeah, so we just covered the basic, basic, basics. So um, if you're looking for more information, uh, check, take to the Google. Yes, and the the list that I was reading off of, which I did not read the whole list because it was way too long, is uh, you just search for diseases and associated chakras, and it'll it'll bring that up for you. Nice. So, Joe, for me this this week, um, I had this. Um, I know the the moon cycle that we're moving into right now is in is in Capricorn. Yeah. And Capricorn is a lot about like getting like doing what you need to do like regardless of the obstacles in front of you right like tenacious like a goat yes like i think of the goats on those on those cliffs and i'm just like how the fuck did you get up there (laughs) (laughs) because we're tenacious and sure-footed and have cloves i did hooves or whatever the hell those are called (laughs) yes and and (laughs) You give no shits apparently. Too, right. <laughs> I would crap myself. <laughs> All right. So the message that I came, I had that came in was about coming into your power, about um, just owning who you are. Nice. All right. So here's what it here's here's how it goes. I wrote bigger this time. I was like, I need to write so I can actually read my own writing this time. So I think this is going to be better. All right. Coming into your power, this is a process of communicating and thereby understanding your body, knowing its needs and being receptive to them. You eat, You have each been gifted the power of individuality and you bring your power into the collective spirit. Every lesson you learn, every failure and every triumph makes you more of 
who you are at your core, love. When you show yourself this love and respect, then you can better love and respect those around you. Guard your energy so you may show up as your whole self, but also share your energy when you feel guided to do so. You can set the example. Find your purpose at your core and live fully from that purpose. When you stand in the light of truth, you become a beacon for others to do the same. Beauty and power are not mutually exclusive. Your spiritual path does not have to be complicated with the comparison of what everyone else is doing. Your path is your own to traverse. You are loved and guided always. Beautiful. I love that one. So did you just sit down and talk to your guides and be like, drop some wisdom on me, fellas or ladies? Yes. All right, nice. And that's what comes through? Yep. I love it. I love channeling. I love, because everybody does it so differently, um, but the messages are all so profound. Yep. That was good shit, Fee. (laughs) All right, today I would like to talk about um, male empaths and I'm tying this in together um, because right now it's kind of a really cool thing to be all you know down with the patriarchy and you know all of that stuff and you know while listen I think it is a good thing to topple oppressive and biased structures I also think that it's sort of blanketly unfair to men in some ways um, specifically for empaths who identify as male I'm not a man hater and um, you know what not all men suck and so this is particularly difficult as somebody who works with empaths when I read for people that are um, you know struggling with their empathic abilities and their intuitive abilities because they have to be manly and I just am like wait what is this shit right Mm -hmm. so there are no rules when it comes to gender um, and so being a male empath can be specifically challenging because men are conditioned to sort of suppress those traits right like sadness compassion fear insecurity um feeling overwhelmed that's a huge emotion that we all feel um again genderless Mm -hmm. and so those sort of gender expectations um that pressure men to fit into these narrow you know and sort of impossibly contradictory roles um it, it takes away their ability to be authentic. Um, and so, um, you know, that's just not a challenge that females typically deal with. And so, you know, um, I just think that we have to at least address that or, or it's healthy to address that for men to be like, you know, yeah, you're right. Like this isn't something that's easy. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, also society that says, you know, men aren't supposed to be in touch with their feminine energy. You know, they're supposed to be tough and non-emotional and thick-skinned and any other number of bullshit characteristics. But that's ridiculous thinking. So it's common for male empaths to block those energies flowing through them. You know, their chakras become blocked, um, you know, because they are, you know, suppressing. Um You know, but here's the thing. When you deny, we all know this, when you deny any major aspect of yourself, of your true nature, that really is the fastest way to get thrown off your game. Absolutely manifest nonsense and all that stuff in your life. So I say to our brothers out there, dudes, you do you. You know, fuck perceived masculinity this is your soul that we're talking about this is your growth your this is everything so you know empathy and emotions are absolutely not a sign of femininity or weakness Mm -hmm. they are universal everyone has them and they are what makes up our energetic body right we talked about how they they chill out in your you know your etheric fields and stuff all right so all of that is that you know i would just talk i would just say to the men you know it's time to wholly accept and respect who you are at the core and live your absolute truth if you find yourself unable to embrace those empathic abilities or tendencies um because you're worried about appearing you know i don't know not manly um you know so 
what I recommend is in this full moon Capricorn, you know, super goat energy that's killing me, a Capricorn. <laughs> um, one of the things that we can do is it's amplifying all of the things or it's helping us see all the things that don't work in our lives so that we can see what does and then build foundations, right? Capricorn is the climber. So in this like go energy, make sure that you go inward and identify where your personal communication um in all areas, um, but specifically your empathy feels inauthentic. And then just take those steps to start expressing your way in a feels, way that feels good and natural. Um, you know, just especially if you're a male empath. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just reading this post about, they were talking about like the elimination of gender. Mm-hmm. And they're, so, they're, they're saying it's not about eliminating gender period no it's about eliminating gender roles and gender expectations and that's for both you know for both male and female and i think that that if you really understand that more understand why would people would prefer to be genderless because they don't want to be stuck in a box right right that's called gender fluid i believe if that's Mm -hmm. yeah gender fluid and you know i mean uh, i'm i'm a gen xer so i'm i don't I'm female, right? And and so, uh-huh. and I struggle, but I try to respect people that are like, no, I'm this. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> like, I had to ask. But it's okay. Like, yeah, but it's okay. It's to okay. Ask. Yes. Yeah, but it's total. It's okay to ask. Or it's okay for us to learn. And that's the thing is, is uh, we can't be like the generations before us who completely closed us up themselves no. off right. to the idea, newer ideas. Um, because it's about people coming into their power and declaring who they are or declaring what they're not. Uh, and, and for us collectively to be open to that and to respect them for whoever they wish to be. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and I, you know, I asked my friend Laura, I said, can you explain these to me? Explain these terms to me because I don't want to look stupid, but I also don't want to look, um, you know, un- insensitive. Yes. Um, and so she lovingly explained to me, I'm like, what does cis mean? She explained to me and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I probably won't call myself cis, but it makes sense. Yeah, but it, but then you also know if somebody calls you that, you're not going to be offended. No. Like, you know, it's not a derogatory term or anything. And it's not a term of endearment like, hey, sis, what's up? <laughs> well, if you, if you say it and you don't read it, you never know. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, these terms. We need to have a, um, I want to have a, um, a, a podcast on boomers and what they think of the terms and what they think they are. I think that would be really yeah. funny. I would crack up. <clears throat> oh, um, to do like a like a Billy on the street. Yeah. Like, what yeah. do you think this means? What do you think this means? No, I shouldn't say the terms. What I mean is like, um, um, you know, I don't know, urban vernacular <laughs> or mm-hmm. yeah. young generational vernacular. Gen whoever what are they gen z they come up with new terms all the time thank you and 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 i feel it's unnecessary at times and and not talking about people and uh and that kind of stuff because i think for us like for millennials i don't even i i know for me i hated being labeled yeah like growing up and Mm -hmm. even when the first when the millennial label first came out i was like i don't want that i don't want to be in this group don't put me in groups so uh so i like some part of me is still very much like leave me out of this um so yeah with those those uh having to categorize people thing i don't know okay and listen this the words they come up with okay so what's the urban dictionary right first thing that comes up is pipe hitter a person with an outwardly dominant masculine or aggressive personality but who also enthusiastically takes on the submissive or bottom role in the bedroom all right (laughs) (laughs) why was why was it necessary to to label that hold on there's one called lindy something it's an adjective something that is expected to have a long lifespan by virtue of having existed for a long time based on the lindy effect named for new york restaurant like that's so random. Or they could say expected to live a long time. So 
Listen, I find I find more of these, I don't know, whatever this is, the Urban slang. Dictionary slang, yes. Terms, yeah. I find them more interesting um, and entertaining than anything, but um, there is a brand new one. The word of the day is leave Britney alone. So it's three words. The word of the day is three words. And I think we all know that it has to do with Britney Spears. Yeah. <laughs> this Poor girl. Dumb. Yes, it's dumb. All right, well, that's how we feel about... Um, I don't know how I feel about words that I don't understand. I'm like an old people. Ah! Ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, guys. Well, uh, we are still requesting your feedback, your input, whether it's your reviews on Apple Podcast, um, because we will be doing a giveaway just recurring. So make sure you get your ratings and your reviews put up there. And also, don't forget to join our Facebook group, The Woke Akashic. And thank you guys again for sharing space with us today. Thank you so much. Stay mystical, magical, and ready to do it again next week when we'll be welcoming a surprise guest. Now, for real this time. Right. And the topic is actually, I'll give you a little hint. It's something having to do with the paranormal. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna want to join us definitely. The one thing that I wanted to say about just questions or let us know what topics you want to hear about because it, like today it was perfect. Somebody said something, we needed it. Plus, we need some fresh ideas. Like um, you know, it's only been 13 episodes, but you know, we'd like some fresh perspective. So please let us know what you yeah. want to hear about. All right, guys. Thanks, Thank you. guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.